Hello, you're listening to interviews from 91.3 FM WTSR radio station at the College of New Jersey. My name is Nancy Baum. Beginning of the fall semester has a different feeling this year, as all students and classes are held remotely due to COVID-19, a decision finalized in August by President Foster. But Maria Haber and the entire staff of TCNJ Student Activities have continued to stay busy, preparing the best ways to engage new and returning students to an online welcome. Through topics of redesigning Welcome Week, as well as advising student orgs, Haber joins us in discussion about how to accept and create a fulfilling semester, regardless of the online atmosphere. So in general, like during a normal year, what would like a prep for Welcome Week look like? Prep for Welcome Week really starts like as soon as winter orientation ends, I feel like. Um, and even before that, a lot of the times we have contracts and speakers locked in as soon as our Welcome Week ends for the following year. Um, and this was the third year that we were trying to incorporate student organization programming into Welcome Week. Um, so that starts around March, April and getting that interest out there. Um, but yeah, we, we still did it. We still had, you know, everything squared away. We still had a lot of our programs. We just had to figure out how to do it virtually and how to adapt to what we were now going to have to experience. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's, I think it was the same amount of work and definitely mm -hmm. in the same uh, time frame and timeline just looked very different. Yeah. Were many of the people you contacted, were they willing to um, go virtual? Yeah, absolutely. So Playfair, right? Something that every incoming student at TCNJ experiences if they're coming to school in the fall. Um, we did that virtually, which was when I was told that's what we were doing. I was like, standing ovation virtually. How does that work? How does, you know, your tunnel of high fives work? But they did it. Um, and students still were engaged and they liked it and they enjoyed it. So um, I was happy that we were able to, you know, work with Playfair and other speakers as well, right? Because they're hurting too in this economy and with everything that's happening, um, you know, a lot of their in-person gigs have been canceled. So they're like, yeah, I'll shift to virtual. Absolutely. So we were still able to deliver the content in the way that we had hoped. Yeah. So I'm glad the freshmen still enjoyed Playfair. It's definitely like a monumental part of Welcome Week. <laughs> it really is. And I feel like some people either love it or some people hate it. And I'm like, well, at least if it's virtual, it's not as uncomfortable for those who it might not necessarily be their thing. What have been some of the other reactions from the freshmen? Like, how are they feeling about this all? So I think it's just like running the gamut because a lot of them, you know, this was how they ended their senior year, right? It was virtual. Um, and some of them, they're just like, all right, this is what it is. And I guess I have to deal with it. And others are like, this isn't my first choice of experience, but you know, I'm going to make the best of it. And I'm still going to get out there and, you know, get involved however I can from my computer screen. So they're, they're very resilient, I will say. Yeah. <laughs> And apparently there have been some Welcome Week events that will continue throughout the semester. Could you describe Yeah, that? so it's my understanding from speaking with Lindsay Barnt, who's our Director of Student Transitions, um, we kind of covered a lot of the mandatory pieces of 
what students would experience during Welcome Week, during the actual Welcome Week as it was. Um, but any student org programming and any of those other optional slash quote unquote fun events, um, those are going to be continuing throughout the month just to still have students engaged and excited. Um, the Office of Student Involvement is also doing four events each night every week for the month of September. So again, just another way to get people engaged and feel connected to the community. Yeah. Are most of these events through Zoom? Are there any other platforms? So I think Zoom is the vehicle for which everything is happening. Um, I know on Monday night, and tonight we're actually doing like a Jackbox game night for anyone who wants to come. Don't have to be a freshman, just come on in. Um, so obviously we use Zoom for that, but if you're not familiar, use your phone to play the game and like you're playing with other people. Um, so that was fun. Last night, Dave Connor hosted trivia. So in the spring we had done a Kahoot trivia, kind of tested out the waters with that. And we still got a pretty good, you know, response to it. So we said, hey, why not try it again? So that'll be something else that we'll be doing weekly. Um, and then on Thursdays, we're going to be having the student org spotlight. So different student organizations put in, signed up to, you know, do a virtual program. Um, and that's what they'll be doing on Thursdays with different student orgs. So since you advise many of the student organizations at TCNJ, um, how have you been helping them to prepare for recruitment? It's, you know, it's, it's so interesting that, that, that you bring that up, right? Because I think we, as like the old folks, um, tend to overlook, we're like, all right, they're, you know, all these students, Gen X, Gen Z, I'm sorry, Gen Z, um, they're all connected to their phones and they're all connected virtually. But in doing some research, it's like, no, Gen Z likes that in-person face-to-face contact, right? So we've been kind of navigating what that actually looks like. Mm -hmm. So for me, an advising organization, I'm like, listen this is your only option right now. So take the summer to plan and take the summer to test out the waters and see what it is that you're gonna do that is gonna help engage your current membership and then come together and see how you can expand that so that it interests potential new members and that you get those, those new people coming in, right? Because at the end of the day, your organization needs new people, but you still need to be effective. So I was like, use the summer as planning, use the summer as like your, you know, your test run of how to keep your organization together as it is. Um, but then I said, yeah, go come together and see how are you going to reach out to these students. So um, thankfully we have a new Roar app, thankfully. Um, I know the last one was a little clunky, difficult to use and everyone just deleted it after welcome week um, or after any program that they had to have it for. But um, this new app that we have, through Ready Education is another way that organizations can engage with new students. Because um, the app as it is, it's like a one-stop shop. Instead of going online to look at your class schedule or whatever, you just do it through the app. Um, each student org has a page on the app and can put their events on there. And it'll just go to the main feed of any events happening virtually on campus, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. And then that's another way to engage with interested students. They can join your group via the app. Um, they can communicate with organizations via the app. So I figured that's another great way to do it, right? It's their one-stop shop. They're already on it. So utilize that to your advantage. Um, student activity fees. How, have, how has that affected student organizations? Because I guess they're not meeting live. So it's like they can do things, I guess, more affordably, but. Yeah. So I, 
I personally haven't had any conversations with anyone in SFB, so I don't know what their funding structure is going to look like. Um, I do know that they still had some reserves and some funding from last year um, and previous years kind of saved. So I don't know what their funding is going to look like for student organizations who had previously submitted like their base budgets for the fall. Um, but I am just hoping that there is some type of a way for student orgs to get funding for things. Um, but that said, uh, we still have the fundraising policy. Student orgs can still fundraise. Um, the policy looks a little different. It was amended at the end of the spring semester. Um, but you could still 100% have a fundraiser if there's something that you want to do virtually and you're not able to get the funding from SFB and other offices aren't able to provide the, the funding and that co-sponsorship support, um, have a fundraiser, 100%. And I know times are tough for everyone financially, but you can get lucky. Amazon Smile is a great way to have a fundraiser. Mm -hmm. Just sign your organization up, one, two, three. It's easy. Everyone's using Amazon, I think. I'm using Amazon very frequently, so it's definitely a great way to get um, get some money for your group. So the RORAP also acts as a like a daily check-in for faculty and students who are on campus. Mm -hmm. was, was that planned to have it as everything all at once? Like, were they planning on bringing the RORAP back? I so, mean, fun fact: the app that we're now using, mm -hmm. TCNJ has had. Wow. We've had a contract with this developer um, for a while and it was just the TCNJ app and I don't think many people had it downloaded um, but then once we understood that it had the capabilities to do what we wanted it to do in terms of like a student organization component and an engagement component we said we're gonna ditch the app that didn't work and we're gonna jump on board with this because we already have the contract and we're already working with this developer so it was a very easy transition we just kind of added some things that we needed on the back end. Um, we changed the look of it. We kept the Roar um, brand because it's what everyone kind of knew um, and it worked. So we really just kind of made, gave a, a facelift to something that we already had. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it seems like it's definitely right now with the pandemic and quarantine, it's like embracing technology into a new form. It is. And it's it's really interesting that they have that health check component to it. I don't know. I, I don't we weren't a part of that discussion and having that added, but I think it's great. And I think also with the app, that's awesome. So in the past, you were able to use your QR codes for your events if you wanted. Um, and I know that Office of Student Conduct is working with off-campus houses um, to give them a QR code and say, hey, we're doing this to just help the community. Have anyone come who's coming over scan in and scan out. So it's kind of like a tracing element. Um, and if anyone is sick or anyone has symptoms or anyone is diagnosed, like we can kind of track where they were and communicate with those folks and say, hey, FYI, you might want to get tested. You might want to just, you know, self-isolate if you have to. Um, and that's, you know, with that also comes the idea of amnesty too, right? So if you had a party and you at least had people scanning in and out, like you were being responsible, then power to you. That's really all that they need the app for yeah. in terms of that scanning. So there's so many different levels of it that are proving to be helpful for so many different areas of campus. Yeah. Do you find that, oh, it's hard to predict the future, but do you find for future events, like you'll probably utilize technology more than just having in-person events or depending? 
I think it's going to depend, but what I've noticed is that moving things virtually gives a whole other level of access um to different students right so for example if someone couldn't come to campus for the in-person involvement fair for whatever reason they can access it virtually yeah and so i think it's something that we're going to definitely be exploring you know we're going to see how this program works it's our first year using it we're working with campus groups and if it's something that we find is you know functioning the way that we need it to we'll probably incorporate it um if in the spring we're hybrid or whatever the case may be for the spring or even for next fall um, we probably will try to have some virtual component of it at least one year see how it works um, and if it proves to be beneficial we'll probably keep it and if not then we'll hopefully be back in person by then <laughs> But yeah, yeah, it's been, it's definitely been interesting seeing how we can do things from a screen that yeah. we probably wouldn't have conceived before. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So I guess just in general, um, if students are feeling, so we're all kind of isolated right now and it's definitely not a conventional start to a semester. What's some advice that you'd have for students who are feeling kind of lonely and kind of like trying to still piece together a bit of like a social life or the college experience? That's a great question. And it's something that I've had to explore and navigate for myself, right? Yeah. Like yeah. Being away from my coworkers who are like my family um, and not seeing other friends too. It's been tough. Um, but my advice would be like, find the thing that like gets you and your friends excited and happy to even virtually see one another. So my friends and I, like we play Jackbox game nights and we, we just sit Friday nights on the computer and like, we'll play these games and like, it's it's fun and it helps kind of just relieve the stress of the week um but also too like i've had socially distant you know ice cream dates or froyo dates on campus with my colleagues who were there and i'm like all right i will stay away i want to hug you but i won't um that i will sit here and i will eat my red berry at this table you know across from you distant and you know what at least we have that human interaction um but then also too like I guess take a deep breath and when it comes to you know just managing your own like sanity and making sure that you're good like meditation i feel is huge and i know that sounds really corny because previously i would say oh meditation i'll fall asleep because i did but you know like take that time to just sit and breathe and just clear your mind so that anything that you're going into you have a fresh perspective um and then also always take the cool cap off you know like i'm like oh the cool cap and i know that it's hard but like people still have that virtually too right so just take it off and try to make the best of, of what we're working with and um just continue to be you know mindful of yourself and, and what you need in this environment because it's definitely stressful and strenuous um but you know i would say the same if we were in person right you can't pour from your empty cup so to take care of yourself first make sure that you're uh, that you're good to go Thank you for listening. I'm Nancy Bound, reporting for WTSR. And as always, we remind you to open your mind.